Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the big tub at the Deer Shed Festival. Please welcome a man who is up past his bedtime like some of the children in the front row. It's Richard Herring! Thank you very much, my fine friends. Hello, how are you doing? Wherever we are, it's lovely to be wherever this is. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a field. Hello, how are you doing down there? It's good to see some of my younger fans have made it. They're going to learn some stuff tonight. So, um, welcome to Richard Herring's Loving Sunak and Trust podcast. I got, they're so good, aren't they? So, I can't choose between them. Whoever wins, we're, we're all winners. Um, though I was talking to the people who come to the uh, see a podcast at 11pm at the Deer Shed Festival. They call it Rahalastabas. I don't know. If that's, they are. 
I don't know. I've no, we, we, we're following on from a, a, quite an, a, a, a serious independent film. I don't know if anyone... There were less people. I'm glad we got more people than the film got. That's, that's, that's something. So it's good to be here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm not usually up this... I don't know why they would put a podcast on at 11.10... PM, but I'm interested to see it's the latest recording of a podcast I've ever done. So that's something. If I fall asleep, uh, luckily my guest will keep you entertained. Um, and uh, I would like to say a happy 50th birthday to Gareth. Hooray! Let's sing him, let's sing him happy birthday. He's 50. Happy birthday to you. Is that you? You look good. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Gareth. Here he is. That's my, that makes more sense. Bumps, bumps. Give him the bumps. Let's, let's kill a 50-year-old, mate. It gets worse, mate. I had two testicles when I was 50. <laughs> gets a lot worse. Um, look, we've only got, we've only got a short uh, time slot than usual here, so I am going to crack on and bring our guests... Straight on tonight. Uh, hold on. I'm recording it on my phone just in case it goes wrong, but I'd actually just paused it, so there we go, so they'll have missed it. Uh, my guest is probably best known for his appearance on The Wall, not as a contestant, but as a friend of Sarah Millican and Gary Delaney, just sitting. I saw it. He just sat and said, yeah, good luck. I bet he got paid for it as well. Will you please welcome Delisa Trondo, ladies and gentlemen. You may have seen him earlier. Here he is, Delisa Trondo. Come on in. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Let's pretend we've just met and haven't been talking in a tent for the last three hours. (laughs) How? Let's let's first of all uh, talk about the wall. Yes, I did the wall. Yeah. Well, you didn't do the wall. You were Sarah. No, you were I was Sarah, Sarah Millican's guest, but it was my first time on a game show. Okay. So I was more excited than she was. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a bonkers game show. Yeah. And the the banter with Danny is <laughs> not what you expect. It was fun. <laughs> Danny died. Good to see him. Right. So you've been on this stage tonight already with some uh, with some. Who would anyone see Delisa on earlier? Yeah, well, some people, they've come back, so that's good. That's good. It was not what I expected. I didn't know there would be so many kids. Yeah. So I abandoned jokes and rapped. <laughs> what, what jokes would you have done that the kids... Because there's still some kids in there. You don't miss... We, we, they're all right. Their dad's 50 years old. Well, it wasn't that I was going to do filth. I was just going to do, like, you know, longer, intricate stuff. Yeah. Which might have bored a seven-year-old. Oh, OK. That's, <laughs> yes. that's true. Well, we're going to do filth tonight. <laughs> so that will, that, that will be fine. Uh, have you ever tried to suck your own cock, Delisa? I, I have not. You've not? I've not. I mean, I, you're quite a st- short, stocky No, guy. but even if I could do it, would that give you pleasure? No, you know, the, 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 satis- only way the satisfaction to do it, of a job well done. The only way to do it is if you're a time traveller. Okay. And there were two of you. Okay. Then, then it makes sense to put in the effort. But to literally do it by contorting yourself, there's no pleasure there. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, the time travel aspect sort of slightly concerns me. <laughs> what, what age you? Is, is the age you you're traveling no, no, back no, to suck off? You travel back like one hour and meet okay. yourself. Oh, no, actually. 
actually, you're right. It's probably better to go to when you're like 23. And okay, you're that's all right. That wasn't what I was thinking. Okay. If you go, but if you've gone back an hour, you'll know that it's already ha- happened. You remember that an hour ago. <laughs> and you, what if you wasn't very good and you decided not to come back? You break the universe. Yeah. You have a paradox. You destroyed the universe. All just, just we wanted to. Start. No one else has suggested that to Lisa. I can see this is going. <laughs> now. Uh, well, you've been on the podcast before, and we did talk about your uh, career up to that point, 2019, in quite some detail. Um, you're a Zambian-born, yes. Malawian comedian, for people who don't know. Yes, and, um, Italian, right. And uh, you sort of rose to fame. You've been going for quite a while, but you rose to fame via uh, Britain's Got Talent in 2017. That's it. the summer... I've actually forgotten you're on Britain's Got Talent when I when I rebooked you. Yes. Is that quite good though? Isn't no, that's it? good yeah, that's because what you it want. means that that I'm known for other things yeah. as well. <laughs> because I, I've seen you say it's sort of like you know you, you realise it might be 15 minutes of fame. But, yes, but exactly. It seems to I was be more. very afraid it was going to be 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. And then after a few years, I'm like, oh, they're still booking me. <laughs> okay, this is good. Yeah. This is really good. And it, the audience has shifted to now more the Radio 4 radio audience. Yes. And it's, it's just... You there just, they are. There, there, they, are. there they are. You'd think there'd be more than one when you're at a festival like this, but there you go. But it's, they're it's, dying out. They're a dying breeze. As long as they're still coming, I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> That's good. So, um, so you... you yeah, so you've been doing the Radio 4 show, so you, yeah. it is, it, does it feel like the audience is still coming to you from Britain's Got Talent? I actually check at the beginning yeah. of shows, and right now it's still like 40% right. is still BGT, and then like half is Radio 4, and then they're just randoms who are like, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah, because it's interesting with those reality shows yeah. that time passes and it's very easy to just, you get so invested in them. And time passes, and then you think of, like, science from Big Brother. No one talks about him anymore. Who remembers science from Big Brother? I do. No, um, but it's interesting in that I, people remember you longer than, like, a stand-up slot on Live at the Apollo or something. Right, yeah, yeah. Because they voted for you, and it gets all caught up in the drama. So I still have random people who recognize me from it. Uh, but what is fun is when I go to Malawi they lost their mind because it was like their version of the World Cup. <laughs> so that's where I still get, oh, you're the guy, you're the guy, you almost got it for Malawi. So. <laughs> and you, oh, you're saying backstage, you're not going to Edinburgh this year. No, I'm not going you to are, Edinburgh. You're going to Malawi. I'm going to Malawi and I'm going to do some shows in, like with the, you know, um, first lady in the room and stuff right. like that. Like when I do shows in Malawi, they're bonkers. People have Deliso T-shirts, and so it's very different from the shows which I do here. Do not people not have Deliso T-shirts in the? No, I, a I, few. Let's have them looking at the scene. There's a guy with like a yellow smiley face. That could be you. That could be you. You <laughs> <laughs> smiling? Is that Forrest Gump? Is that a Forrest Gump shirt? <laughs> um, and so the, you, your tour, you're doing. You're sort of midway through. So what with with COVID and everything? Yes. You're, so you're it touring. started in COVID. Yeah. On Zoom, then it became half full audiences, and then it's become full audiences. Great. And so I'm doing it all the way till February. And is that apocalypse not apocalypse now? not now? And what's the uh, the world didn't end. We're still going. 
But it's also talking about getting over grief. Anything where big changes, being fired, breakups, it's how do you not give up. Right. That's the idea. And is it, you, you told me backstage again that uh, well, last time I talked to your dad, because your dad's a, oh, yes. a big politician. This is in, in, the, sh- in, 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 in the show is also about my dad getting arrested. So my dad's a politician in Malawi. He was a minister, minister of agriculture, and he was arrested on suspicion of corruption, <laughs> right? It was very dramatic. He was found innocent of all charges, and I was relieved because I was 60% sure that's like that's, <laughs> that's, that's the sort of joke. But it is, it's all about the, the drama of having a parent on trial and you wondering. Yeah. I mean, just think how many shows there will be from Boris Johnson's kids about stuff like that. It's going to be a lot of shows. Boris Johnson's kids should become... They should become comedians. I think they're going to have to. They're going to have to, yes. <laughs> so what, he was, so he was arrested in Malawi. He was arrested in Malawi. And is that, quite a, is that a scary process? very scary because... I mean, when he was in, in, in prison, he could have not emerged. Yeah. His office was blown up. Right, God. so it's much more dramatic than the trials which happen here. Yeah. So it was terrifying for like a year and a half, and then he was cleared of everything, and that huge relief. Is he is he back at work as a politician? Oh, yes, he's now uh, he's still a politician. Now he's in the opposition. Okay. So, but he still represents his area. Oh, cool! That's amazing. So that that sounds a fantastic. Show. Yes. And in lockdown, you did quite... You, again, you were telling me that you, you were doing quite a lot of stuff uh, I was, on Twitch. I was streaming every day. Yeah. And at the beginning, I wrote a show every day. And then it kept going and going. <laughs> so I stopped writing a show and started improvising after around 100 days. And it kept going and going. I, and then eventually I gave up. But I did 200 <laughs> episodes. 200 episodes of a new show every day. No, no, uh, around... <laughs> the first three months was a new show every day. And then after that, I just started being like a radio show and just talking about whatever came up. And were you writing jokes? I was live? writing jokes based on what people would suggest they wanted to hear about in the morning. Yeah. I'm not saying they were good jokes, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I did put in the effort. But I lived alone. It was keeping me sane. Yeah. Like having to write jokes every day. If I wasn't doing that, I think I could have descended into loneliness and depression. Yeah, well, it, it was, I mean, it was a very tough time for comedians. It feels like a long time ago now, doesn't it? It's all, it's all over now, isn't it? That's why it's safe to come to a festival like this. <laughs> We're in a big tent. We should be... I'm going to the Edinburgh Fringe this next week. That should be all right, right? That's, there's, there's no way the coronavirus can spread. It's, it finds it very difficult to spread in very dank, small rooms. That's why... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think people are going to test... Well, I'm interested. Do you think comedians are going to test themselves coronavirus? They're going to test themselves with the virus in the Edinburgh Fringe or are they just going to try and pretend they haven't got it? I think, if you're like me, yeah. you test yourself way too much. Okay. Like, literally, right now, I'm, <coughs> I'm testing myself. <laughs> A slight headache, I test myself. But that's because I am extremely paranoid. Yeah. And just knowing I don't have it calms me down. But, like, if you get the, if you get the virus in the Edinburgh Fringe and miss a week of performance... Yeah. I mean, you're already financially broken. Oh, yes. If it you, happens, if you miss a whole week... But you go to Edinburgh to be financially broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Can't wait. 
going to be, I, I'm on in Edinburgh. If any of you guys are going up to the Edinburgh Fringe, you can, you can watch more of this of me talking to comedians. But in the, in the daytime, they, they put me on in the assembly ballroom, which I think was, uh, yeah, a bit insensitive. No? Okay. <laughs> And they're, they're, not all up, they're not all up to speed on my testicles, this audience. I'm the, not up the, the to people. speed on your Well, I've only got testicles. one. I've oh, only got, got, like I've Hitler? Only, I've got one. I'm like Hitler in many ways. Was this for a show? <laughs> Trying to get into character. That's well, more than method acting. Genuinely, my, my th- th- when I first thought I had it, I thought I was thinking this would be a great show. Right. And then... Uh, <laughs> When I found out I did have it, well, it, it wasn't the first thing that I was thinking. But it, you know, it's been quite. Good. I've written a book. Written a book. Fantastic. There's a book coming out. It'll cool. be fine. It'll all be good. Um, and you, you've been doing podcasts. You're firing. What's the firing? I was doing spots? firing blanks. We did like two seasons of it, and we were still getting like 300 downloads, so okay. we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need the applause. You need the. Oh, lots of people are tuning in. But yeah. I, I liked it. It was great. And then we just stopped. You've got to persist. I mean, it sounds like you persisted on Twitch, but you've got to persist. I've you've been got doing, to persist. I've been doing this for d- over 10 years, this podcast. I mean, it feels like just tonight. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but then I've been podcasting for 15 years, nearly. I think I persist in creativity as a whole. Okay. But I always go to the thing where people are listening, yeah. right? And people are interested. So I'll always be doing stand-up because there's an audience. I've written a book. If it sells, I'll write another book. If it doesn't, back to jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so is the book about... What's the book about? Oh, it's like a young adult book about a kid who discovers she can pull stuff out of books. So if okay. she's reading about a banana, she can pull the banana out. That's, uh, that, is, that is not what I was expecting the book's... <laughs> I thought at least he'll write a very interesting book about no, his yeah. rise to fame and no, his no, it's multicultural not, it's not about lifestyle. Me. Oh, well, it is inspired by me in that she's a refugee. But you can pull bananas out of books. <laughs> no, but she's a refugee. I was yeah. a refugee. So there's yeah. common stuff, but it's also okay. an adventure. It's a yeah. fantasy. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. good. That's good. Um, what I love, I was saying this in the bonus podcast we did backstage, but what I love about you is that you can cover quite. You're quite a cheeky chappy, quite, often it seems like it's going to be quite mainstream, especially in Britain's Got Talent, yeah. it feels like it's going to be quite a mainstream act, and that's how it starts. And then you get into quite deep and political stuff, and you carry that audience with you, and I kind of find that quite fascinating, that you can be on Britain's Got Talent and be talking about slavery. Slavery, <laughs> yes. No, but <laughs> I almost like, feel like I'm like a spy, right? Yeah. Because I... Talk. I'm very optimistic, and my gags are very traditional. Set a punchline, set a punchline, and I think because of that, I can talk about anything. And you know, they let me get away with it. They were jokes that they told me not to do, right? That I did, <laughs> and it was fine. <laughs> but it's always good when on, on Britain's Get Down when someone does like push it a little bit. But I think I just it's it's sort of fascinating to me as a comedian that some comedians, and you said this yourself, that some comedians can try to tackle those, yeah. and it seems very controversial. And for some reason, with you, it's, it almost feels like... So I've got a good friend, Nabil Abdul-Rashid. He did Britain's Got Talent too, right? Yeah. And he got loads of Ofcom complaints. He got people writing articles about him. And we were talking about the same subject. And I think the difference is, again, I hide my criticism of the UK or of politics hidden in the 
like it's suggested by the jokes yeah. while other people literally say it I never say it I hide it <laughs> yeah, I do so racists can enjoy it until yes. us and then later one of their mates will be like he's actually talking about us <laughs> and you notice he's also he's black as well. he's black did you know well on the radio some people don't know <laughs> Right, I'm going to ask you some emergency questions. Okay. Because that's, that's what the people want out there. I can, I can sense. Um, and uh, they may not have heard this one before. Uh, if you had to be given oral sex by a dinosaur... <laughs> if you had to be. I'm not, they're not all going to be about oral sex. Only about 90% of my questions are about oral sex. Which dinosaur... It can be a specific... It can be Barney the dinosaur or a breed of dinosaur. Okay. It would be... Um, what are the ones with really long necks? <laughs> um, it's a brontosaurus. 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 Diplodocus. Really long necks, yeah. but vegetarians. <laughs> Good. Proper, it's a proper joke. That was a proper joke. That's scary. Let's see if we can keep this up. Um, I accidentally elbowed Denise Van Outen in the face on Channel 5 Celebrity Game Night. That's right, my career is going well. Okay. What is the worst injury you have directly or indirectly caused to a celebrity or person of renown? The worst injury to the most famous person scores the most points. Have you ever heard to a famous person? I don't think I've ever oh. heard a famous person. Oh. oh, unfortunately. There's still time. <laughs> There's still time. You could do, but I've, I, I elbowed Denise Van Outen in the face. So I am owed. And, and I'll, if you want to elbow me in the face, fantastic. In return for Denise, <laughs> could have been nasty. That show, you just got they got everyone very drunk, and then made us run around and do kind of insane stunts. Someone will die on that show if it's ever brought back. I have a feeling it probably won't be. Um, uh, this will be interesting because you lived all over the world, so this, this, the, you may have different reference points on this to us. Which toy did you always want for Christmas but never received? The toy I always wanted for Christmas was a Transformer. Okay. Or a GoBot. Yeah. Essentially, a car which turns into a thing, a human. And I stole one at boarding school. Right. And then I was caught and given public shame justice wow. which is possibly the most effective form of justice so I was at a boarding school, I was caught the prefect made me stand in the centre of the room with my arms out and they jumped around like all the other people jumped around me and pointed wow. mfiti, mfiti, which means thief, thief thief, and I just cried in the middle and never stole another thing in my life <sighs> I wasn't, wasn't I, I didn't know that. we were going into therapy, yeah. but, but you asked the question. I thought they were going to make you like be a trans, transform into something. <laughs> You're going to have to transform to teach you a lesson. You're going to have to transform into a table for the next 15 minutes. Wow. I was going to ask if when you were an adult, did you buy the thing for yourself, but you probably... No, no, never. No. Never. <laughs> wow. Wow, God, that's terrible. <laughs> I was 11. It's fine. <laughs> right, I'll ask you. I, I think this audience wants some classics. I mean, I think some of them have just come in to get out of the cold. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening. And I'm wondering why there's two men sitting on the stage. <laughs> um, what would you prefer, Delisa? A hand made out, of, made out of ham. Oh, they cheered. Okay, yeah. a hand a made... A hand made out of ham. It's terrible, isn't it, when a, a hand made out of ham is more popular than either you or I... <laughs> 
<laughs> or an armpit that has spent sun cream. I mean, you know. To be fair, I don't need sun you cream. Do have, you do need sun cream. I've got a melanin no, don't, advantage. Don't, don't, don't rely on that. Don't. I've had cancer. Don't rely on. Oh, don't, don't rely don't on don't it. Rely on your melanin. You were relying on the melanin. I was relying on it. <laughs> I was just had my balls out. And I'm on a little one of those little silver things right. catching the rays. But still, no one wants to see can I pale ask, testicles, do they? But can we ask follow-up questions about yeah. the hand made of ham? Yeah. If I bite something, does it regrow? Yeah. So I've forever got a snack. You've got a snack. If you eat the whole thing too quickly, it'll take a while to It'll take back. a while to regrow. No, so you I won't think, have a ham? I think we'll go with the hand okay. full of ham. And you could sell the sun cream to white people. <laughs> you could. <laughs> but who would buy something that comes out of your armpit? Yeah. <laughs> Not racist, eh? That's right. That's, that's right. It'd be a way to find out. <laughs> Why won't you buy my sun cream? Oh, is it because I'm black? <laughs> um... <laughs> Have you ever seen a ghost? Now, we were talking about the supernatural backstage. Have I backstage. ever seen a ghost? I've never seen a ghost. No. But I, I mean, I believe there are ghosts. Okay. But I've not seen one. What makes you believe in them? They're when around, you... you know? <laughs> Just to, well, I think I, I believe in everything. Yeah. Right? You know how atheists believe in nothing? <laughs> I am the direct opposite. Okay. I don't just believe what Chris, I believe what everybody believes, right? Okay. I believe in a kaleidoscope of different things. They're yeah. God and spirits and whatever there is, I, I'm fairly confident it exists, okay. right? And I dated someone who believed in ghosts and she had seen a ghost, but I, I have never seen a ghost. Okay. But I didn't there, aren't, there aren't many ghosts. Oh, they're ghosts. <laughs> They're ghosts. You think they're no ghosts, but that's because, you know, you've not encountered them. Well, but the world is full of millions of things we don't understand. No, it is. It is. Yeah, Hamlet. It is. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's a better way of putting it. Actually, it's more succinct. Brevity is the soul of wit. Yes. That's the world's full of millions of things we don't understand. But what? Who, what? All every, if you, does everyone become a ghost? Or just, no. Why no, no, not? How do you know so not, much about it? No, no. So I don't feel that a ghost is a dead person. Right. Right. A, a dead person. I believe in an afterlife or or, or something. Yeah. Right. So there's another stage. Okay. Right. So like you know when you're in the womb you've got fingers and eyes. Yeah. But it makes no sense. You don't know why. Then you're born and suddenly they have purpose. Okay. There are a lot of things which we encounter in this life, such as suffering, which make no sense, and then in the next stage, they make sense. Okay. Right? So I believe in that. But ghosts are not... It's when something goes wrong. Right. So people are trapped or... Yeah. Hey, you asked the question! <laughs> I disagree with the answer. Yeah. Not everybody's secular. That's just most of the UK. Okay. <laughs> If you believe in everything, though, what about the things that contradict the things that the other people think? Complexity <laughs> is what people don't... Complexity is much more fascinating than simplicity. Right. Didn't get this from the... Have you ever tried to suck your own cock? Yes. <laughs> different questions come up with different things. Yes. That's, that's the... Yes. That's... Hey, spirit, spirit. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Who is the most right-wing person that you've ever been sexually attracted to? Because I, I sort of quite fancy all, all of the Tory... I mean, some of the men as well, but all of the so Tory women... there I mean, is an American pundit yeah. called Ann Coulter. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's fit. Right? <laughs> and I think she's more fit because she's racist, so I would be doing it for my people. <laughs> And also, imagine, like, like if you, someone like that and going, she, she could overlook that. And she then, could overlook that. And go, no, You're so, I, she, I love you so much that you've made, you know, you've made me uh, get rid of my own prejudice. Oh, I wasn't saying okay. I would date her. I oh, know, okay. She's still racist. <laughs> <laughs> she might not be there, you might manage. But yes, I, I, she's attractive. Okay, good. Um... I'm going to ask about the Royal Variety performance that you pulled yes. in 20. How was that? The Royal, that's a big deal, right? The Royal it Variety. was a big deal, but I also did it in the weirdest year because I did the Royal Variety in the COVID year. Oh, so there were no human beings. <laughs> there were just screens on every chair, right. okay? And we had to bow at a screen <laughs> because Prince Charles was just on a screen. So it was very surreal and weird, but I love doing it because my dad can understand oh, you're doing something for royal... Like, if I tell him I'm doing a gig in a tent, he, it, it means nothing to him. Yeah. It's like you're wasting your life. Oh, you're, doing, you're performing for royalty. That's something he can brag to, to his friends. Yeah. So it was lovely f- as something which my family can be proud of. Okay. So you didn't meet because Prince Charles was... I didn't. Well, you, I just... Didn't come in. We couldn't shake anyone's hands because no. of COVID. So I'm old. A shaken hand. I don't know if I can go collect. <laughs> just show up. They, but it was just wonderful to do. Also because COVID, you're just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. But it was, there was no laughter in the room. That's the other thing. Because it was like when you're on Zoom, 
if there's laughter, it will cause feedback. So we had to perform and just see their faces moving. <laughs> but oh, it was so bizarre. Because part of the fun of the Royal Variety is sort of the line up afterwards where the Royal Family come down and have to meet everyone, whether they've done well or badly as well. If you've done badly, you have to. But I have a friend, actually, I won't say their name because I don't want them to get in trouble. Okay. But they said that I was lucky. Because usually the Royal Variety audience is posh twats, right? <laughs> but our year, they gave free tickets to people in the NHS. So we actually had a nice audience. <laughs> if only you could have heard them laughing. They look <laughs> yeah, nice the way they Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you, well, this is an interesting experience performing at a festival. I don't know, like, do you do a lot of festivals? I do a lot of festivals. Yeah. I actually... I do everything. Yeah. I am the, the my agents always like. Oh, you, we just put. You always say yes. Okay. If I'm free, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll perform for soup. I, I just <laughs> I just want to perform, so I do all sorts. Sure. Is it is it like you're saying this afternoon or this evening? You had to change your act to something different because yes. of, because, of because the there were kids in the room. Yeah. yeah. And and I I do like I've done a religious festival right and then I've done like a hedonistic festival. I literally will do anything but i have lots of jokes and so i just choose from the jokes i have what suits the people in front of me yeah like i'm in malawi i'm not going to be talking about you know sucking my own cock but <laughs> <laughs> like that works in does. in it thirsk does, does it does work <laughs> it's all there's all there is to do in thirsk <laughs> I had I had to have dinner in the Premier Inn tonight, and it was not a, it was not a, a pleasant experience. <laughs> I actually have been sick in the back of my throat during this. <laughs> I was going to ask you something. That, you've completely, it's completely gone out of my head. What I was going to ask you, though, never mind. Oh, well, you do. You do you're, you're off on a on a cruise. Yes, I've, I'd never. I'd offered lots of cruise ship gigs, yeah. and I always said no. But after the pandemic took all of my savings and dwindled them, I just started saying yes to stuff I never would have said yes to. So I did a panto last year for bank account reasons, and I'm doing a cruise ship this year for bank account reasons. You know, people always talk about how you do one for them and one for your soul. Yeah. I'm just doing for them right now. <laughs> and once I've got money again, then I'll start doing the stuff for my soul. This, this was for your soul, right? Doing this, this is for my soul. This, this, this is fun. We're talking. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, what's great as well, I've been out with, with with you, is because you have been going for so long before this kind of this big yes. mainstream success that you are, you know, that you can cope with any situation. It's not oh, like yeah. just someone who's thought I've got fifty minutes of jokes. I'll go on TV and see what happens. You 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 were working for, for mm, a I've decade been or so. Twenty it? years. Yeah. I've been a comedian half my life. So yeah. yes. Like, as much as I say that they're for them, I've got jokes which will work on a cruise ship. <laughs> I've got <laughs> jokes which work in a panto. So I, can do, I, I generally can do anything. But also, I used to write for other people. So I think that makes you more flexible about what you talk about. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, well, that's, that's very interesting. Let's... let's um, no, it, it's... It, I think it's interesting that... So, again, I don't think people really appreciate how much, like, a lot of TV comedians have like a team of writers certainly yeah. on like panel shows and stuff they'll have a team of writers or a writer that they trust nobody can write that much comedy in like two days because people will get find out oh I'm on this show in three days and I need topical jokes about everything going on in three days 
And so usually they'll call at least two other comedians and pay you some money to write some jokes. And then what you get is a mixture of the stuff they wrote, the stuff you wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and it's good that, you know, it's good that then if those writers hopefully will go on and, and oh, become names themselves. As, as it does, happening. and also it keeps you eating and living, right? <laughs> there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I, w- I wish it was all just them. And I'm like, but then what would comedians live on when they're on the way up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, there's a comedian who's going to be performing here tomorrow, Scott Bennett. Yeah. And when I write my radio show, he co-writes with me. And it's just... Two, pe- two minds work so well in developing an idea. Yeah, and it, it is a fun way to do it. I, 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 did, um, I worked with Greg Davis on, uh, Buzz, on the Buzzcock stuff that he did for the first series of Buzzcocks, and it's just kind of fun it's to go around fun. to... Well, it's, kind of fun, it's fun to go around to Greg Davis' house and <laughs> have him tell you loads of jokes, and you go, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> that, that was partly my idea, wasn't it? That guy too. Um, do you Google yourself? Way too much. Yeah. Way, way too much. And it always leads to depression, but I still do it. <laughs> well, it's interesting because people say, like, it, when they find it, I, oh, I search for myself everywhere. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, I don't specifically Google myself. I don't what? go to Google and Google myself, but I go to YouTube and see what people are saying right. about me under my videos. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's worse. That's worse. Because those people are... I mean, they're just dicks. But it's a... It's like the nice ro- ones are nice. No, but, but it's like a roller coaster because you've got some horrible people. Like, I had such... In one day, I went from, this guy is a twat, he's not funny. Then the next one was someone really, like, you know, someone who was molested and was like, oh, this joke made me laugh and cry and made me realize that I'm not to blame. So, like, an inspiring okay. thing. Yeah. And then underneath it, this guy should not be allowed to hold a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all up and down, but I'll go read that. Yeah. I mean, people think, I think people think if you look for your own, I mean, I think A, everybody does it, and B, people think it's a vanity search, but, like, it's, it's a more of a reality. If you look at people's comments, it's more of a reality search. Yes. But you're going to see more bad things. I find it kind of interesting that someone will go to... To, to you or to somewhere they think you'll see it and be just very, very rude to you. I think it says more about them than... than but often they don't know you'll see it. Yeah, because I sometimes I argue with them, right? And they always have like, oh, it's him, it's really him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And sometimes they apologise right. because they would never be as venomous if they knew you were going to see it. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I enjoy engaging with you guys, so keep it up. Uh, I'll keep it up if you keep it up I'll keep up I'll keep up being really unfunny for 30 years but somehow making a career out of it I'm happy whichever Um, alright this this is this will be an interesting one for you okay which conspiracy theory do you think might actually be true which conspiracy theory maybe all of them if you believe in everything well, the truth is I don't believe in, I don't believe in the QAnon ones. So the conspiracy theory that I think might be true is it's, it's the Illuminati. Right. Right, that there's a cabal of people who run the world. Right? Now, I don't think they do the things that people think they do, but I can think of a bunch of old white men sitting and discussing, like, the stock market. Yeah. Suddenly got very quiet, like yeah. you know them. <laughs> This is their fe- this is where the Illuminati come, just to, just to relax. No, that's the only...
only one where I'm like, okay, it's probably not the absurd things that people think it is, but it sounds like, yeah, a bunch of extra billionaires sit and discuss stuff. Yeah, maybe. I think, you know, the conspiracy theory that Donald Trump conspired to have the, uh, the, the result of the election overthrown by encouraging people to go and invade the capital, that's a conspiracy that's theory. That's not a conspiracy, that's, that's, that's history. A conspiracy, conspiracy that's, not, that's, that's literally history. Yeah, but it's a conspiracy theory and it happened. So there we go, there's one that happened. Uh, have you ever been in a police car? Yes. Have you? Yeah. After, after stealing the Transformer? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've, like, several times in my life, I've just, like, been in a... They, they stop you, they ask you questions, yeah. and then they let you go. Not me. I wonder what... What's, what do you think that's about? I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. You've always been very helpful to me. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what's interesting is, like, now, I slow down when I see the police, because I'm like, okay, they're going to ask me a question about why I'm here. Okay. And you just adapt... And a lot of people, I have friends who talk about like, oh, why don't you get angry when racist stuff happens? And I almost feel like from zero to six out of ten, you just let it, you just let it slide. That's just background noise. They have to literally be yelling the N-word or spitting in my face for me to react. Yeah. So when police stop, I just stop, answer their questions politely and move on. Yeah, it's a, that's a, a terrible world, though, isn't it? But it's the world. It's like, look, like, the way I look at it like this. If, you, if it's sunny, right, you get sunscreen, right? You adapt to the world you're in. If you're in a place full of mosquitoes, you adapt to that. So I live in a world full of racists, and I've adapted to it. <laughs> like, when the police stop you, you act low status, you don't look in their eyes, you answer their questions, and you go. Right? And, and like every black child is taught that by their parents. Right? About how to survive these encounters and not get into, uh, not to escalate the situation. It may be sad, but that's just what, what we do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're booing you then, at least I, I, I hope not. Boo! You're booing? No, yes, <laughs> I, I But this is the interesting thing is like the world's getting better, but slowly. Yeah. Right? So maybe in a generation or two, this won't be necessary, but it's still necessary now. Like, I had this chat with my niece. Yeah. Yeah. I know, you know, it, you, you, have to, you have to look after yourself and you have to live in the real world, yeah. but it's all equally, it's, um... Yeah, it's, it's, yeah fuck the... <laughs> fuck the... Fuck the, that, fuck the police, that's what that gentleman thinks. I can't... They were very helpful when my uh, tyre exploded on the A1 the other yes. day. So, you know, it's all about balance. It's all about balance. It's all about balance. All they about did call balance. me a honky, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just have to get it out of their system. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, I'm just choosing between these questions. Actually, there was one. We're sorry? Time traveling thing. Time, time, we're getting requests. The, the, the time I think you'll find I was suggesting time traveling oral sex. <laughs> yeah, we've already not fingering. That's a whole different. We've already done time travel. That's a whole different DeLorean. Um, I, I'm not doing the time traveling thing. I don't. Oh, I'm, this I'm, is an act. I thought they were f- referring. No, okay. it was right. There's. Don't worry. There's a question about everything. <laughs> the one I wanted to ask you though was if. And I'm not. We're not doing it. <laughs> I'm going to get mine to travel in time and go up your ass to make you stop talking. <laughs> That's worked. Uh, 
they, time travel will one day be possible. If you could have all your teeth replaced by psychic orbs that could tell you all future events by telepathy, but would scream at a high-pitched volume every time you opened your mouth, would you go ahead with the teeth replacement operation? Yes, I would. Because yeah. knowledge of the future would be amazing, and I would just keep my mouth shut. Right? But I would know the future... I would know which relationship's going to fall apart so I won't approach that person, right? I would know what to invest. Oh, knowledge of the future would be astonishing. Okay. Also, the orbs would be useless for chewing and make your breath smell of sulfur, but you'd win the lottery every week. So, you know, it's 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 good to know. Um, Deliso, if you could uh, go into a chrysalis like a caterpillar and dissolve... But okay. come out of that chrysalis as anything you wanted to come out of, what would you come out of the chrysalis? I would want to come out as, like, the parody of an angel. Like, with wings yeah. and a halo yeah. and, like, like, powers to glow and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like the, so, like, not like a parody of an angel. The yeah. angel which little kids would draw. That's okay. what I'd come out You want to come out of an angel... Yeah. A kid would draw wings and gl- and just glow, glow, halo, and heal people and oh, stuff. heal people. That like I've got stuff. angel powers. Yeah. Do you think the angels? What's the hierarchy of the angels? Do you understand? So that? it's seraphim. Okay, you do cherubim. Yeah. I don't know this. Where does, the, where does the herald angel come in? So a herald is just they just got to announce stuff. That's okay. a horrible job. They're they're like they're the post office. Right. They just send messages. Seems like the main one because they are. No, the main ones are like the warrior angels. Okay. Right, like like Gabriel who go like beat up demons. What about the ones that are just babies? They're, Ch- they're cherubs. Cherubs. They're yeah. like love and laughter. That seems cruel. <laughs> are they children that have died, or are they just are they are they old men who decided to become children or what? They're just. Just no, they never that's grew an up. Artists' interpretation of what they are, but okay. it's like just a little. Do you know so much, Dave? I'm fascinated <laughs> by faith. Like <laughs> I all I read is books of faith, different faith, different mythologies. It's my jam. Okay. So you, but you would, uh, even though you know about all the angels, you want to be a child's drawing of an angel. Yes. Okay. Because fair I think enough. children draw a wonderful version. Okay. <laughs> it's fair enough. What did you play in Panto? I want to know more about the oh. Panto. So in Panto, I played um, like the, the comedy sidekick, who was uh, Widow Twanky was my mother, and okay. I was. Uh, it's funny, I've forgotten my Simple name. Simple Simon. Not Simple Simon. I'll tell you the thing about Simple Simon. What about him? I was offered Simple Simon no. the previous year, okay. and I said no. Why? Because the end. Simple Simon's almost like a Forrest Gump, dumb. The comedy comes from him being dumb. Yeah. Everyone else in the play was white. Okay. And I was like, you can't have me be the single dumb character. I don't think you know the optics, right? So I said <laughs> no that year. And then instead I did... I can't believe I've forgotten his name. The Widow Twanky's kid, the... Um, Wishy-washy. I was wishy-washy. So you're worried about being ra- the, the panto being racist, and then you came back and were wishy-washy the next year. Is wishy-washy racist? Yeah, it's a racist against Chinese people, man. How dare you come again, here? How dare you come on my podcast with your racist? Wait, who, who's wishy-washy racist It's again? all wishy-washy, isn't it? It's all little pointy hats. Oh, I wasn't wearing... I was wearing, like, a multicoloured <laughs> thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to get you cancelled, mate, for that. That is disgusting. What I, you know, I, thought the, I thought the police were bad until I heard about it. And now I know where they're stopping him. But right now, being cancelled is good for your career, so let's do it. <laughs> it could be good. I'll be edgy. <laughs> If you had a time-travelling finger, what would you do with it, though? If I had a... There you go. Okay. It's not even the proper question. If I had a time-travelling finger, I would send it back in time and finger Hitler. Okay. That's, that's a good... He's a twat, so... I don't know. <laughs> what would you really... Why would what? you reward him? That's rewarding him. No, what could you really do that's useful with it? Oh, no, I just realised. You what? can send it in the future. Yeah. So I would send the time-travelling future into the future to spy and bring back information. Okay. For now. <laughs> and tell me via Morse code. Okay. What do you think about uh, pegging? We were talking about pegging, pegging. backstage. We were talking about pegging, We were talking yes. about pegging backstage. I had, to, I had to Google it. So I vaguely know that Prince William yeah. pegging was in the news. Yeah, why is that? I don't know okay. the story. So was yeah, we he... We probably can't say. We're going to have to beat In the audience, can you clap? Was he found pegging? Why is... Was he found? <laughs> I mean, he was probably found being pegged, I think. Being right? pegged, being pegged. I mean, you could. But it's... Uh, for the kids in the audience. It's, um... It's when one of... The, if you're having sexual intercourse... What are you but, doing? <laughs> I think they should know. They should know. No! One of you... Don't come to a comedy show at 11 o'clock at night with a child. When? You don't want them to find some stuff out about no, pegging. No. no, but you can explain it in different ways. So yeah, when you get a dildo. When? No. Strap on dildo. No. When? And you can enjoy the love act. You can enjoy it both ways. You can share. And it reaches... I've Googled it. It reaches... If you, if you lie back and put your head... You've got to kind of get your legs... I do, I, you've got to get your legs back a bit. And then they can reach the... Uh, no, you crouch. Spot. You crouch. Crouch like this. How would yeah, you do it? You How, crouch. You, if you're pegging, you crouch. You, yeah, but if you're being pegged... So you, like, do downward-facing dogs yeah, from yeah. yoga. Yeah. And then the other... Are you being pegged or are you pegging in this, no, in this scenario? Men, men definitely get pegged. You could put another we one. Are the peggies. You, could, you could you could put a strap on dildo on behind you and peg, <laughs> peg someone from behind. From behind. Oh. It's just about washing. It's pegs like in the wash. It's a washing line. We're just we're just talking about, about pegs. Washing line pegs. <laughs> Don't sit in the front row and put the V's up at me. Peggings is delightful. It's a lovely. It's. <laughs> When a man and a woman love each other very much, or a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, probably more likely. Oh, and a baby's crying now. Now we're in trouble. <laughs> That's a whole life ruined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why they're crying. <laughs> Prince, but, but, but pegging also makes you cry, so it's... If you do it right. Um, okay. why, is it, why is it connected with Prince William? Does anyone know? Because I don't know. Someone knows. She knows. There was a leaked memo. There was a memo. Too much. I love that there was a memo. There was a memo. So there's like a, there's a there's actually an office which deals with salacious rumors <laughs> about royals. And I think if I'd heard Prince William was pegging or being pegged, I wouldn't need a memo. I'd remember that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case I forget that. 
I'm going to write that down and have a little post-it note. Hope no one else sees it. I don't think I'm doing the Royal Variety again. <laughs> don't worry, this won't go out, but... You know, these, people are, these people are all high on drugs and won't remember a they thing. Won't they won't remember a thing. People go, did, did the man talk about pecking in front of a child? <laughs> um, good. Good. No, we've done, we've done pretty well. Actually, we, have, we nearly have done pretty well. What's, Fantastic. We've nearly finished. What, um, what's coming up after the tour and the book? Is there, okay, is there more? so it's... Oh, no, actually, right now, it's tour, book, and then the next series of my radio show will okay. be uh, uh, Citizen of Nowhere, Series 4. Series 4, my series goodness. Four, That's yes. very good. Are you doing four-episode series or six-episode series? Four-episode series. Yeah, and good. it's my favourite thing I write because yeah. they, they actually let me do anything. It's wonderful. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Radio 4, very good. Very my, good. my sitcom's coming out in uh, September as well. Wonderful. Might be. So, uh, a man gets testicular cancer, and I don't know where I get my crazy ideas from. <laughs> don't, know where, don't know where it happens. But no Edinburgh Fringe. Will you come to the Edinburgh Fringe 2023? Uh, yes, so 2023, I'm doing two shows, but this is what happened. is When I started comedy, my first show was called Feed This Black Man. And the second one was called Don't Let Them Deport Me, right? The themes were charity and then immigration. And I was a shit comedian. Uh-uh. But the ideas were great. So I'm going to redo them 20 years later as a better great. writer. Yeah. It's a very good idea. It's a very good idea. And, you know, we, sadly, very necessary to talk. I mean, I think what's great, I think, is you manage to talk about these subjects and, you know, in a way that I think isn't, isn't off-putting to... You know the kind of people who are off put by this when other comedians do it. And I who... think again, it's because I'm not. I try not to be judgmental. Yeah. Right. I want to. I want to talk. One of my best friends was a. There was a comedian who I, I don't know if you know Greg, who was a, in the EDL, and right. we used to have big arguments. But I was still friends with him, and yeah. I feel like you've got to have that attitude when you talk about stuff. In that I'm making fun of you, but. I want to be friends with you. So that's sort of like, I challenge, but I don't, I don't just call you a cunt. You, because that's not going to get any... That's not going to create any traction in the brain. I think with this... <laughs> it's true. I don't know what that... But that is, is yeah. the, he's still going for time-traveling finger, that guy, I think. Yeah. But, uh, but, no, but, it, but it's true. And ultimately, the dialogue has to happen, and people have to... Yes. You have to convince people. Exactly right. Uh, and, you know, I think... You, you're on the right side, so I think hopefully you will convince people. But uh, it's you know, it's keep on doing what you're doing, and it's it's terrific that you've you know. I think like it, as well, you were the first comedian really to go on the proper comedian circuit comedian the, to go. On. I was the first just talking comedian. Yeah, yeah. So there'd been like guitar comedians, had been ventriloquists and stuff like that, and and like people who do impressions. But in terms of it's just a microphone and a person. I was the first one who did really well. Oh, no, no, actually, Jack Harrell did well as well. But, yeah. but either way, either yeah. way, I was one of the early ones. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it, it sort of paved the way. And, it's, you know, they, it's so difficult to get through this throng of comedians now that all the people, everyone's doing... There's so many fantastic people. And so you have to kind of use every available... I think you've got to cheat. Yeah. Like, it used to be there was a path. Yeah. But now you've either got to, you know, get there via the internet... Or get there via like a talent show. However you do it, you yeah. just you, you cheat to get there because the normal ways weren't working for me. Yeah, 
And you know, it's great. It's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Do go and see Deliso on tour. He's on, the, in, on tour in the, in the autumn in the UK. Uh, if, if you're in uh, Malawi, he's there in August. Yes. I've, got, I've, got, I've probably got two listeners in Malawi, so <laughs> that could make a big difference. I've got, I've got a little map on my... Uh, at the, the, you can go and look at the, all the... I'm going to look it up later. Look it up. Look I'll it let up. you know how many listeners I've got in Malawi. It might be zero. Well, um, we're going to boost it because I'm on now, so you'll get <laughs> some good. Malawi. Yeah, go and listen to it while you're in Malawi. <laughs> Apocalypse, not now. Uh, not the Edinburgh Fringe. It's not at the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, and your, what's your book called? My book is called The Page Divers. Page Divers. Because they can dive into yeah. pages. I'm writing a book called The Muff Divers, so I hope Muff it doesn't... Divers. I hope it doesn't... I hope it doesn't. You can, it's, it's a bad man who can draw it, just a rudimentary muff on a page, and then he can get it and he can do what he wants with it. Yours is it's coming go- out at the same time, so you know, good luck. Good luck with your banana. No, but mine's going to do well, and yours is going to go down on the charts. Oh. I tried. That was terrible. <laughs> we can't end on that, but we're going to have to. We're going to have to. On a bad fail fun. No. It's midnight. Go, I hope you're having a good time at the festival, everyone. You've got a whole uh, weekend to go. Let's give it up for everyone who works yeah. at the Deer Shed Festival, all the organisers for putting it together. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you, you've been a fantastic audience. Thank you, everybody. Thank came. you for Sorry coming. for ruining thank your you, life. You. Ladies and gentlemen, Delisa Chibonda. <laughs> see you at the end of a fringe. Come and see me at the end of a fringe. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>